from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two, your second round, your second hour of the day, right here from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. You are watching live from America, and I am your ever so humble host, um, God fearing but very God-loving as well. Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. And what's great about this show is it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Again, the show always basically started on social media, and social media is the uh, the core of what this show is. I mean, other than the gospel and, and uh, the obvious things, uh, we, really, we really have a, a social media-driven uh, family here. And, and, and what I like about this, no matter what this show ends up doing in the future, it'll always have the aspect of it where I can talk to you in real time, where I can see your comments in real time. And I got to tell you, before we even, before I even came on camera, we already had like fifteen or 1,600 people waiting and ready to watch. We're waiting on YouTube, waiting on Rumble, uh, people waiting and uh, watching live now on Roku. If you have a Roku device or if you if you have the Roku app, just go in and search LFA TV. There's a space between LFA and TV. Download the channel and you can watch it live there too as well as keep it on during the day and watch reruns because I just keep the shows going and I keep adding them on there and the show is getting bigger and bigger everywhere. But I do like to go to social media at the start of every show uh, before we get to the gospel and anything just to really welcome people in and it's a perfect opportunity for you guys, as you know, to share it out there and make it widely known, okay? And we're averaging anywhere from... 55 to 6,500 people live on just Rumble alone. And of course, we got podcasts and we got everything else as well. So let me go to Rumble real quick. And I know that we have the infamous basement dwelling, uh, 13 year old sniffing. Uh, Corn Pop is, is, is in the building watching. Uh, we've got Joe Bo is watching. Linda Conrad says hello again, LFA family, watching from Wisconsin. And we've got, um, um, B.A. Peters says, I just discovered that I needed to click on the plus sign to sign in. Your numbers are going up and up and up. Our numbers. Our numbers are going up and up and up. Um, we've got uh, Howdy, uh, Howdy, my LFA family, says W. Wilson. Of course, Bargain Queen is in the building, as always. Nancy Palupi, someone said, needs to go and take the China virus with her. I agree 100,000%. Stu Peters interviewed Dr. David Martin. Check it out on Stu's Rumble channel, Eye Opening. I love Stu. Hopefully someday I can get Stu on the show or vice versa. Um, we got people from Florida because I, I see a capital letters, F-L-O-R-I-D-A, with a bunch of exclamation points, so I know we got people watching from Florida. J.B. Memily says, uh, love your show. It is growing. And uh, a couple more here from... Uh, rumble, we've got uh, Gail from or uh, Ocala, Florida. Gail says, I'm ready to rumble. And Amber, watching in Texas, uh, is, is in the building as well. Jerry, my ex-husband, Eric, 
likes your shirt. Well, I was going to get to that. This is one of the newest shirts from RMA Apparel. And if you know, RMA Apparel has made some 3%er uh, t-shirts for, for Live from America. You know that 3%er shirt that you always see me wearing with the, the, the Roman numeral 3 right here and the stars around it? Well, we got that shirt and it'll be up on the website along with all of these hats, the new Live from America hats that you can go and purchase right now. And remember, 10% of everything you purchase in the month of July is going to go to ProvidingHopeVA.com. So yes, this is a great shirt it's hand over your heart that's what it says right here hand over your heart what a great looking shirt huh even the side i, I love the side design she did a great job big shout out to rma apparel let's shoot over to youtube shall we give some live shout outs over on youtube brandy peterson is watching please please pray for my mom um looks like she just got uh, out of rotator cuff surgery i know what that feels like and i will definitely keep her in my prayers rose burgess says happy birthday Somebody's birthday must be on there. We do have a birthday here as well uh, to, uh, that's watching on Rumble, but somebody on YouTube must be having a birthday as well. We've got Kathy Ladehoff. She says, praying for your mom, Brandy. Thank you for doing that, Kathy. I appreciate that. Angie B, driving, but at a stoplight. <laughs> We've got uh, Noma Reganios is watching. She says, uh, hello from Reno. And Susan S. is watching. It's Susan's birthday today. It's Susan S.'s birthday today. We're going to give her a little singing here in a little bit. And Diane McIntyre from Michigan. You need to interview Garrett Saldano. He's running for governor. I'd love to. I reached out to Garrett Saldano. I never heard anything back. So if you, if you Michiganders can reach out to Garrett and let him know that I'd love to interview him on Live from America, then um, hopefully he'll reach out. That'd be great. I'd love to have him on. I'd love to have anybody who's running with the thought process that we all have in any state for anything. So always let me know. Jay Smith says, shout out from Hawaii. Hawaii. Thank you for joining in all the way from Hawaii. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, got some other, uh, some other things to touch on here. First of all, we've got um, Susan S.'s birthday. I don't know if that's Susan Susson. Maybe that's Susan Susson. I, I do know a Susan Susson. Maybe that's her. But either way, let's all sing happy birthday, shall we, to Susan? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Susan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Susan. I hope you have a great, awesome birthday with friends and family. I'd also like to thank Lori Vincevich and Bobby Mannion, both two brand new monthly donors to the show. Thank you so very much for supporting financially, whether it's $1, $5, $10, or $20. It's a huge help. I want to thank you so very much. I'd also like to thank Don Beth. Um, she said her monthly donation didn't go through, but she's fixing that. Yeah, I get a notification. There's about 40 or 50 people whose monthly donations haven't gone through, and I just I, if I get a notification and I see it, I just let them know. There's a lot of reasons. Uh, some people's credit card might have got hacked. Uh, they might have got a new credit card or whatever reason. But, um, you know, if, if there's any problem and you get that notification, just check why on, check your status on your end. I have no um ability to cancel or anything on my end i just don't have that ability to do that um i would also like uh to ask for prayers for um tammy butt's family her grandpa and her cousin uh her grandpa is uh dealing with some issues right now and it's not looking good and her cousin just got covid so if we could please put tammy butt's family uh her and her family uh in our prayers i would appreciate that also if we could pray for ann brink also another uh, loyal viewer of, of Life from America, her daughter-in-law's brother's baby, uh, just born, having massive complications right now, um, and uh, it's really, really, 
It's hard to hear about a baby having massive complications because I had two children who I didn't know if we're going to make it. If you guys have been watching me for a while, you know the complications that we had with our youngest daughter, Lily, and that was a roller coaster. So big prayers for Ann Brink, big prayers for Tammy Butts, and uh, everybody. You know, that's that's what's great about this Life from America family, guys, and that's why I like to have it uh, a social media-driven show because we can talk to each other. There is, no, there is no show that I know, whether on social media or just on, on digital TV or on TV, that has a connection uh, like this audience does. And it's incredible. And it's because nobody puts anybody above everybody else. Not even the host of the show. We keep our hands over our hearts and we pray for each other. And that to me, is worth everything in the entire world. And also, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people are asking for the address to send things to. It's always at the scrolling um, words, the scrolling text at the bottom. If you're watching on YouTube and you don't see that scrolling text, just go back and watch the replay on Rumble or on Roku, and you'll see it down there. It's always scrolling at the bottom. So... All right, what an intro, huh? A lot of birthdays, a lot of uh, prayer, a lot of people leaning on each other, and I just, I couldn't be happier. So um, let's right now take our, our, our attention and turn it from all the stuff that's going on in the world, turn it from the show, from interviews, from problems, physical or mental or emotional, we all have them. Let's try our best right now to focus on the cross, focus on the Word of God, and really get that heavenly energy before we start the first and foremost section here on Live from America. So, as you know, in the evening version uh, of, of, of Jesus Calling is where we go to every uh, night of, of the week, five days a week. In the morning, we do a, uh, a verse of the day devotional that I send out in a newsletter. And in the evening, if you're, if you're new to the show, we read the devotional coming from Jesus Calling, the evening version. And then we go to where that is being pulled from in the Bible. So... July 21st, Year of Our Lord 2021, says this. Do not be afraid to be happy. Isn't that an odd thing to say? Isn't that a weird thing to say? Do not be afraid to be happy. Why would anybody be afraid to be happy? But the, the cold reality of it, folks, is people are afraid to be happy. Either people are afraid to be happy or people don't think that they deserve to be happy. I know that there are hundreds of people watching me right now live and thousands more that will watch later that feel that way from time to time, whether it's depression or whether it's just you've never thought you deserve happiness. I'm here to tell you, once you understand and let hope in, that's when joy and peace comes in. We talked about that earlier. And then true happiness comes. Everybody deserves it, and it's a free gift from God. It's why we're here. L-O-V-E. Love is the main reason why we're here. And love is, is, is got joy, peace, hope, and happiness all wrapped up in it, folks. You do deserve to be happy. Question is, can you find it? So it starts out, don't be afraid to be happy. This very moment is the right time to enjoy me. Come boldly into my presence saying, Jesus, I choose to enjoy you here and now. It's all about choice, folks. It's all about choice, priorities, and how you see things. You can see things half full or half empty. You can say, I get to, rather than I've got to. There's a lot of ways to just change, just tweak a little bit, and you can find true happiness. And that is pulling from uh, Joe Biden's favorite um, a book in the Bible, Psalm, as he calls it, Palmas, folks. Palmas, Psalms 144.15 from the New King James Version that says, Happy are the people 
whose God is the Lord. Going back to what I said earlier, had you ever found an unhappy Christian? Somebody who really, really lives by the word of God, and I never have. Well, there you go. There's the proof of it right there. Psalm 144, 15. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Psalm 46, 10, that says, Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Whew. And before you turn out the light tonight, you can let down and be happy in these closing moments of your day, all because you are mine. Now, you know how happy you are when you first got married. You know how happy you are when you first found the person that you knew you wanted to marry. You, knew how ha you know how happy you are when you see your loved one come in every day. And, and if you're in a, a wonderful marriage or, or a wonderful relationship, you know how happy you are because you, and I'm not using this in a, in a term of, of, of like owning, but you belong to that person. I belong to my wife and that makes me happy that I belong to her. I am so over, overjoyed that my wife picked me. I definitely married up. <laughs> so how much more happy should we be knowing that we belong to the creator and that he loves us individually? He knows the hairs on our head. He knows the mistakes we've made. He knows the thoughts that we're thinking. He knows the thoughts that we've thought and that we will think in the future. How amazing is it to be loved by that being? It's truly incredible. It really is. So, who's ready for the Lord's Prayer? I know I am, so please, if you're wearing a hat, remove the hat. If you're doing anything, set it down. If you're writing, put down your pen. If you're drinking, set it down. If your kids are talking to you, hold up your hand and say, shh, it's time for the Lord's Prayer. And then have them say it with you. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let me get an amen from all of you guys on social media out there. No matter where you're watching, if you can comment, then join in on the amen. Corn Pop says, how about my toupee? Can I keep it on? <laughs> Turn a national depressor. Moving on, folks. Who's ready to start the first and foremost section of today? I am, and I know you all are as well, whether you're watching on social media, digital TV, or listening on a podcast. It is time for Live from America. So the first and foremost section of today is also going to be the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. So let's cue that dummy music. And go ahead and throw it in that swamp donkey bucket. Boy, that swamp donkey bucket fills up a lot faster than that rhino bucket. Although, I've got plenty of rhinos I could fill that bucket up with. Anyways, first and foremost, as we continue to bring justice to Master Swamp Rat Fauci himself, and by the way, he's not joining us today because he's still living in the swamp donkey bucket because he's done some bad things and he deserves to be over there for a while. So, as we continue to bring justice to Master Swamp Rat Tony the Fraud Fauci, the truth continues to come out. And the truth, I told you, will always set us free. The truth continues to come out because we have God on our side. And guess what you can't do? Guess what you can't do, folks? You can't beat God. New shirts, by the way, coming to JeremyHerald.com, courtesy of Advantage Specialties down in Florida. You can't beat God. So when Senator Rand Paul accused Tony the Ratface Fauci of lying to Congress yesterday, he was 1,000% right, if you can be that. 
But that's how right he was. That's how correct he was when he accused Master Swamp Rat of lying to Congress. And the Rat King got big mad, didn't he? You see his teeth started to come out, his whiskers started to grow, his eyes started to turn red, his tail started to come out, his claws started to come out. He got super big mad when he got called out for lying to Congress because he knows he did. Now, if you, it's, it's like uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. If somebody calls you a name that you clearly are not, you don't take offense. You don't get mad. If somebody accuses you of something that you did not, that you did not do, you don't take offense. You don't get mad. You say, <laughs> okay, whatever, because you know you didn't. But when you start getting mad and you start fidgeting and you start, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't, that is big mad. And that's what the, that's what the, the king of rats actually did yesterday. So the king, the rat king got super mad trying to use his big boy voice <laughs> in an attempt to scare Rand Paul into submission. However, it was more like a Pomeranian trying to fight a pit bull. That's really what it looked like to me, okay? You can't punk out a pit bull if you're a Pomeranian. So I would like to show you video proof right now on Live from America. Please share this video to all the naysayers and all the lefties out there. I'm going to show you video proof of Tony Fauci admitting to NIH gain of function after 2008. So we know that COVID started running rampant 2020, early 2019, really. 2019 is when it started getting, 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 uh, getting out there. All of 2020, of course, and of course now all of 2021. So I'm going to show you video proof that gain of function was restarted, was unpaused after 2018. So that means whatever happened in between 2018, from the time that you see this video that I'm about to show you, until COVID spread around the world. NIH was definitely doing gain-of-function research in Tony Fauci's own words. This is Tony Fauci, the king of rats, in 2018, admitting that he was definitely running gain-of-function research with NIH dollars. Truly incredible. Here we go. Anyway, so let me just go on about NIH lifts funding pause on gain-of-function research. So let me explain this a little, because whenever this comes out, there's always the pushing back and forth from the press. So, like, NIH now is going to do dangerous research. No. Let me just stop it right there. He is already trying to get ahead of any questions from the press, because the press knows how dangerous gain-of-function research is. It's like a ticking time bomb. You don't know the risks. That's the big thing here. You don't know the risks, and you're basically playing Dr. Frankenstein. Okay? So he knows how bad it looks when you're doing gain-of-function research. So he's trying to get ahead of it here. But watch how slippery he is. As a matter of fact, it's exactly the opposite. So a framework has been now established to guide funding decisions on proposed research that might be anticipated to create, transfer, or use enhanced potential pandemic pathogens. The program, everybody has to have a neat little name to it. This is called P3CO. So if you hear about P3CO, it's Potential Pandemic Preparedness Care and Oversight. Now, for the folks that are watching on YouTube, let me read to you what I'm showing here. What I'm showing you here is an NIA ID Advisory Council meeting, January 2018. 
And as of December 19th of the previous year, so which would have been 2017, the NIH lifted funding pause on gain-of-function research. That's what is up. This is what's up on the slide that Tony, the Rat King Fauci, is showing. And on this, it basically tells you, it says, Framework for, uh, for Guiding Funding Decisions About Proposed Research Involving Enhanced Potential Pandemic Pathogens, which they call PPP. And he then says, A multidisciplinary department-level review is required before any funding decision. So what they're doing now is they found a way to go around things in order to continue to do gain-of-function research by saying, oh, we're taking extra caution for it, but they're calling it P3CO, right? They thought they'd be they'd play on some Star Wars stuff here, which is potential pandemic, um, potential pandemic preparation and care oversight, which is basically, <laughs> which is, not basically, which is gain-of-function research. But let's continue to play this here. Now, why is this different from everything else we've been doing? It's different because remember the trouble we used to get in when someone would do an experiment, they would submit it to a journal, and just as it's getting ready to go out, everybody would start scrambling around, should we be publishing, should it not? So see what he's saying there? He's saying when we would do something, somebody would publish it in a journal, and before they even started doing the research, somebody would come out and, and scream about how scary and how uh, potentially wrong it is. And he's complaining about that. He's complaining that people would actually try to hold the Rat King accountable for the money that he's spending from your paycheck to create a monstrous zombie Frankenstein pandemic pathogen that could be used as a weapon and that's exactly what it was doing folks that's exactly why they were building this which is what exactly why the ccp and the democrats were building this was to take out donald trump and to gain power and to really push through the new world order folks because prove me wrong prove me wrong here we go let's finish this rat king's speech decided to go upstream from that and talk about decisions that are made by government funded. Remember, we have no control over things that are not funded by the government. But in government funded activities Ooh. to guide the funding decision before mm. you actually do the experiment. I don't think this is going to be foolproof. Things are going to slip through. I don't think this is going to be foolproof. Things are going to slip through. What? What? I don't think this is going to be foolproof. Things are going to slip through, you know, like 4 million people dying. You know, that kind of thing. It's a much better approach than we've had before. So there you go, folks. Tony the Rat King, Swamp Rat Fauci, admitting on camera to the unpausing of gain-of-research, gain-of-function research paid for by the NIH January of 2018. Liar liar pants on fire so the associated press and politifact politifake and usa yesterday they used to label my content as pants on fire meaning that i was lying that bad to where my pants were literally on fire i seem to think that the rat king needs to be labeled with pants on fire uh, <laughs> a pants on fire disclaimer because uh he lied to congress his time is coming, and justice will be served. And that is the first and foremost section of today. What a great way to start it out, huh? 
holding the Rat King accountable. <laughs> so this is the time where you can fill up your coffees, do whatever you got to do. I'm going to take a quick break right here on Live from America. Get yourself ready because I got a heck of a show lined up for you. We'll be back right after this. Hey, War Room Posse. Real America's voice and the War Room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interests, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's Voice in the War Room. Check it out. Real America's Voice in the War Room coming to a TV station near you. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. All right, guys, welcome back. I'm just looking at uh, social media stuff and, and answering some people here, but I see that Lisa uh, G827 says, and she's referring to the what we just talked about with the gain-of-function um, research. She says, wasn't that when Fauci snuck to get the money approval? Yes, it was. 100% ding, ding, ding. You get the gold star of the day because you've been paying attention. That is exactly when he snuck that money in the back door, and he's going to pay for everything that he did. I promise you that. Because why? Because you can't beat God. And the Rat King sure as heck isn't going to chew his way out of this one. Now let me read you a tweet from Hercules himself, Kevin Sorbo, who I have the utmost respect for. Uh, met down at CPAC. Great guy. He says this. <laughs> this is just, and this isn't really newsworthy. I just like the tweet and I f- figured I'd read it. Okay? It says this. Remember to get vaccinated... Or a vaccinated person might get sick from the virus that they were vaccinated against because you're not vaccinated. (laughs) That was yesterday by Kevin Sorbo. Remember to get vaccinated or a vaccinated person might get sick from the virus they were vaccinated against because you're not vaccinated. Science, folks. (laughs) Science is a liar sometimes. (laughs) This uh, fake news was indeed fake news. (laughs) Whatever happened to science anyway? I thought that was supposed to be, you know, what we use to do things like this. Apparently not anymore. Apparently not anymore. Shout out to Kevin Sorbo. And, uh, you know, Kevin Sorbo is the star of a lot of Christian movies on on Pure Flix. So if you don't have Pure Flix, I would definitely look into getting it. I would definitely look into getting Pure Flix. Bunch of great family movies on there for you and your and your children. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Stretch Face Armstrong herself, Mrs. Masky Pad, Nancy Pelosi, a lame duck house speaker. She's gone one way or another after this. And um, she rejected Kevin McCarthy's list of Republicans. Five of them out of 13. Tell me that's not uh, <laughs> tell me that's not partisan. Five out of 13 he sent over, including Jim Jordan and including Jim Banks. Jim Jordan from Ohio, Jim Banks from Indiana. 
While Stretchface Armstrong says she is rejecting Jim Jordan and she is rejecting Jim Banks as part of the list of Republicans that Kevin McCoward sent over to be on her fake, unethical, immoral, and if my mind, illegal January 6th commission because it was already voted down by Republicans to begin with. So we got a little upset here on Live from America and we decided that we were going to call Kevin McCoward's office. And when we called Kevin McCoward's office, the entire reasoning behind it was to tell him not to play her game. Do not put any Republicans, do not waste anybody's time, anybody's money, anybody's anything by choosing anybody to go and be on some fake partisan uh, committee that will not make a difference anyway because all they're going to do, shut you off, rang their gavel, scream, cry, make some nonsense up, have some Trump derangement syndrome, and everything for sound bites to make Republicans look bad. It is a no-brainer. Do not be part of it. Now, some rhinos or old-school GOP Republicans will say, well, you need to be part of it because you got to have some kind of presence in there. And somebody actually did bring up a good point yesterday, which I doubt it's, it's, it's actually a, a valid point because I doubt it happened. But it was still a, a good point to bring up was, well, maybe when, Kev, when President Trump met with Kevin McCoward, he said put these names forward so they're on this committee. I don't think President Trump would have done that. Now, I could be wrong, but I think President Trump would have said pretty much what I would have said and don't fall into this trickery, don't be part of this uh, uh, buffoonery, and, and, and don't subject yourself to this kind of stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin McCoward decided that as soon as Nancy Stretchface Armstrong made this statement that she was going to reject members of the Republican Party that Kevin McCoward put forth, Kevin McCoward then said exactly what we called him and said on his voicemail yesterday. So my question is, does Kevin McCoward actually listen to the voicemails? Did Live from America and me calling and thousands of you, because I know you did, did the thousands of phone calls coming from Live from America get him to say, you know what, maybe those guys are right. Uh, maybe those guys are correct. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it sure sounds like it to me. So without further ado, not that I want to give him that much airtime, but I want to play for you what Kevin McCoward said today about just that about keeping people off of that committee. Here we go. Pelosi has broken this institution. Denying the voice of members who have served in the military. Jim Banks, a Navy veteran who served in Afghanistan. Serves on PASC. Chair of the largest caucus in the Republican Conference and law enforcement, as well as a leader of a standing committee. Jim Jordan is at ranking of just his first committee. He's done it before. Jim Jordan has served on select committee and serves on one now. Made it undeniable this panel has lost all legitimacy and credibility. And it shows exactly what I warned back at the beginning of January, that Pelosi would play politics with this. For more than six months. Oh, your your insight is incredible, Kevin. It's exactly what I predicted back in January. The Pelosi would play politics on this. Cool. We've been predicting that since she was sleeping her way to the top in the 60s. Dummy. You have a better example of the Senate. Bipartisan. Schumer didn't pick who went on as the Republicans. They already have the report done by two different committees. Two main questions. 
Why was the Capitol so ill-prepared for that day when they knew on December 14th they had a problem? And what have we done to make sure that never happens again? Pelosi has created a sham process. Unless Speaker Pelosi reverses course and seats all five Republicans, we will not participate. Whoa, 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 whoa. What'd you just say, Kevin? What'd you just say? Let's run that back real quick and see if the Live from America audience actually made a difference. Because no talk, there was no talk about this until today. And we did this phone call yesterday. And seats all five Republicans, we will not participate. <laughs> we think it's too important. But those two questions, why were we ill-prepared? Why did they know on December 14th? Why would they jeopardize the lives of the Capitol Police? We will run our own investigation. We will run our own investigation, and that is what you should have done all along. Look, I understand that you have to conduct yourself a certain way when you're in this realm. I understand that 100%. I understand that a guy like me probably isn't, uh, probably isn't, uh, doesn't belong in a place like this. However, I would, argue, I would beg to differ. I would argue on the opposite, but I get it. I get that you can't just insult your way through everything like, like I do here on the show. I get it 100%, but there's got to be a point where you say enough is enough and I'm going to act real and I'm going to stop acting suit and tie, Okay. Because your suit and your tie wasn't elected. Okay? Your general manners were not elected. You were elected to do the will of the people. And if the will of the people is being illegally trampled on, then it is your job to shift and adjust the way you handle that. That's all I'm saying. So when the Republicans decided that they did not want to vote for a January 6th commission, and then they found out that Stretchface Armstrong was going to put her own committee up, that right then and there should have been Kevin McCarthy's cue, right there to say, well, we're going to put our own together too. And ours is going to be centered around the information that you have that you won't release. Ours is going to be centered around the FBI agents that were working in that crowd. Ours is going to be centered around why you refuse National Guard help. And ours is going to be centered around the thousands and thousands of hours of footage that you won't release. And it will also be centered around the cop that murdered Ashley Babbitt in cold blood. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to declassify everything and put it out. That's what I would have done. That's the difference between people like us and people like that, folks. That's the difference. Kevin McCoward is a politician. We need a public servant. So I'm glad that he finally came around. I am. And I really do think that you guys made a difference. That is what getting on the phone does. That is what writing does. That is what keeping pressure on these candidates and republic and these elected officials, I should say, that is what keeps them on their toes, is pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. So, I don't trust the guy as far as I could throw Rosie O'Donnell, but I do think that that was a smart move to say, we're not going to put anybody up, and we'll start our own commission. Da, 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 da. You're just now thinking of that? Aren't you some big-time hotshot smart guy? Pretty bad when the lie from America family, this little old audience of us, outsmarts you when it comes to politics. Uh. Rick Lee.
Willie on Rumble says, Great job, Live from America family. And Grace Simpkins says, Jeremy, please run for higher level of office. Well, you know what? When God calls me to do that, I will do that. And you know what? I was going to run right here in, in New Hampshire um, uh, this next election, the 2022. But then I realized uh, I just I wasn't feeling it. I was praying. I was praying. I was praying. I really wanted to. I was looking for every excuse to do it. But it would have meant stopping live from America, at least in the way we're doing it right now. And it would have meant focusing all my attention on that. And I just... After prayer and conversation, I realized that I would get much more done for on my part, doing my part, doing this show, than running for an office in New Hampshire. Now, maybe this show will catapult me into running for a higher office, but I don't think I'm ready to be done live from America. Are you guys? Are you guys ready to be done live from America? Because I'm not. So, <laughs> ah, I know it would be fantastic. I get it. It would be fun, uh, but not right now. Timing is everything. And not right now. So, I'd like to read a statement from you following that story from President Donald J. Trump. And he just put this out just a little bit ago. I see that people say, no, 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 we need you here. We need you here. I see what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? You got to do one or the other when you get into stuff like that, man. You either got to give it, got to be in it full on or not at all. And uh, right now, this LFA is my calling. This is what God wants me to do. So, all right. Check this out. Statement by President Donald J. Trump. Republicans must take seriously the effort by Democrats to completely change America through reconciliation process. Democrats are now suggesting that budget reconciliation can be used to pass mail-in ballot legislation, as well as trying to include amnesty in their infrastructure package. The infrastructure package has little to do with infrastructure as we know it, bridges, roads, tunnels, etc., but is a dramatic expansion of government that will cost more than $3.5 trillion being discussed. Don't let it happen with an exclamation point. And he's right. And there's ways that we can stop it from happening. If amnesty is included in the infrastructure package, there will be a run on our southern border, the likes of which we have never seen before. You think it's bad now? <laughs> it will be a signal that says, come to America now because you will soon be a citizen. Providing amnesty to illegal aliens in the history of what already is considered the greatest border catastrophe will result in disaster beyond our gravest nightmare. No country can pay this price will lead to ruination. Any effort to dictate national mail-in voting will be a disaster for our country and for conservatism. There will never be a Republican elected to high office ever again. I urge every Republican to fight this and deny Democrats a quorum if that is what it takes to make sure that the Democrats can't use reconciliation. Republicans must push back for the sake of our country, and far less importantly, the sake of the Republican Party. Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are going to go, well, wait a minute, we just, we just criticized and crucified, excuse my language on that one, the Democratic Party in Texas for denying quorum and leaving. And you would be 100% right. We did do that. The difference is, the difference maker, is that they were denying quorum when they, and they're running from the will of the people. That's the difference. Running from the will of the people and denying quorum that actually coincided with the Constitution of the United States. Not just the vote itself, but the substance of the vote, which was protecting our sacred right to vote, making it easier to vote, harder to cheat. Denying quorum this way would be actually acceptable. And I'm not just saying that because I lean to the right. 
Because if, if if Trump was saying do the same thing that the Democrats did in Texas, I'd say, wait a minute, we're not lowering ourselves to that to that uh, that bar. But what, what what he's talking about is saving the country because they are not doing the will of the people. They're going outside the Constitution. They're going outside their legal authority, and they are smashing things through in a way that is not right, and in a way that is not uh, agreed upon, and in, a, and in a way that is illegal, in mine and many other people's opinions, based on the Constitution of the United States. So when you do it to save your country for things that are rooted in the Constitution, as, op- as opposed to destroying your state, the things that are not rooted in the Constitution, that's the big difference. The circumstances do matter, not just the subject of what they're doing. The circumstances and the situation that surrounds that move to deny quorum. So, make sure when somebody comes at you and says, oh, you were just complaining of Democrats and blah, 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 you have some armor and some ammo to be able to fight that with, okay? <sighs> Ready for the Smarty Award? I know I am, and who would have thought, man? Boy, I've just been, I've been giving Catholics all kinds of praise lately. So, Smarty Award of the Day, July 21st, 2021, on Live from America, is going to go to Archdiocese Dennis... Mishner, Dennis Mishner, I think that's how you say his last name, Archdiocese of Cincinnati, Ohio, Dennis Mishner, said that he never ever would have granted permission for Joe Biden to hold an event at Mount Joseph University had he been consulted about it. So, the Sniffer and Thief has an upcoming event where he's going to be speaking at Mount Joseph University. Okay, the archdiocese that it has a lot of say so over this kind of stuff, and he was never asked, never consulted, and it was never discussed that Joe Biden was even coming. He just found out what Joe Biden's coming here. He said, had he been consulted, that he would have never allowed it. He would have denied Joe Biden the ability to speak here because Joe Biden is constantly constantly being a hypocrite as it comes to his faith now this is two in one week folks this is two in one week somebody just said larry elder won did that mean he got has a very good chance of winning he will do his best does that mean that he 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 filed for it to be able to be on the thing and he won larry elder was on tucker last night and he was on fire let me know if Larry Elder, if it was just... See, that's the other thing, too. Is this new this show, I don't have somebody in my little ear telling me what's, what breaking news is. But you guys are my breaking news. So if, if, if it's good that Larry Elder... I mean, if Larry Elder actually did win... He won his court case. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Yeah, baby! Yeehaw! All right, good. See, that's good news. See, we gotta we gotta promote wins when we get them. But anyway, going back to this, this is two in a week because we know that the bishop of New Mexico already denied Joe Biden uh, and, and and said that Joe Biden's views on abortion and stuff like that are not wanted, not desired. And now we have the archdiocese of, of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, of, of of Mount Joseph University saying the same thing, folks, 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 folks. When <laughs> when you go on that campaign trail and you talk to the six little circles that you've had everywhere you go and you talk about being a Catholic and you're a Catholic and you're Catholic faith, remember? And then all the news media stations say, this is the first, 
This is the first practicing Catholic that's better. Oh, we just love him. We love him. Look at that. He's out there. To, you know, they hate Christianity any other time. They hate Catholicism. They hate Christianity. They hate it all. Right? Anything that, that turns their 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 gaze towards Jesus Christ, they hate it. But oh, oh, when the sniffer and thieves say, oh, I'm Catholic and, and uh, well, now the, your own faith, your own leaders of your own faith are denying you. They're denying you communion. They're denying you, or they would have denied you an opportunity to speak. <laughs> I just, woo, somebody's got to get right with God real soon. And I pray he does. I do. I do. It is weird because at the dinner table, I will pray for Joe Biden. I do, right in front of my children. I pray for our world leaders. I pray that they get away from this evil and that they come to God. I pray. So, you know, somebody needs to come closer to God. We all do. But some people really do. Uh, big shout out to Larry Elders, huh? Woohoo! That man is a genius, and I don't think anybody wants to debate him. I don't think anybody wants to debate him. Take a quick break, grab yourself some coffee, and we'll be right back. And folks, I just do want to, while we're on this little break here, I want to go to social media for a minute. Larry Elders in California, he's on Fox News about every other night for a few minutes. Yep. Thanks for the good comments for Catholics. Hey, you know what? When you start standing up for Jesus, how can you how can you insult that? How can you insult anybody who's standing up for Jesus? I don't care what you call yourself. Uh, Pray Hunter gets off the crack. <laughs> Pray Hunter gets off the crack. <laughs> oh, Mark Fenner says, Hey, Jeremy, when will you have Captain Deplorable on the show? He's the founder of the Long Island Loud Majority, Sean Farish. Yes, I've actually asked uh, some people that know him to get me in touch with him, and I still have yet to get an email or a phone call, a phone number. So if you can get me in touch with him, I'd love to have him on. Matter of fact, I'd love to interview him as President Trump. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. Um, Jeremy, follow me on IG. I don't think you see my tags. If it's a tag, I would see it, even if I don't follow you. So, But yeah, I will. Where is Hunter? <laughs> don't you just love how Lauren Boebert actually um, talks about Hunter as Parmesan smoking crack? But it is true. We should pray for him to get off the crack. So... Ooh. Anyway, folks, before we go uh, back here, uh, uh, you know, I know people are getting their coffee and taking their quick break, but just remember that 10% of everything you buy, and I do have four new hats. Uh, I haven't seen any uh, haven't seen any orders for hats come in, and a lot of people were asking for hats. So there are hats on JeremyHarrell.com right now, and everything that you buy, whether it's on the whether it's the shirts or whether it's the hats, 10% is going to go to providing hope at the end of July, and that is to help homeless vets off the streets. And you can't beat that. Can't beat that. All right, back here on Live from America. I know some people got refills on coffee. I did not because I didn't get out of this seat. But it's okay because... Nobody <laughs> cares. All right, here we go. So now they are saying, okay, there's a new poll out. They're saying that race relations between black people and white people have hit a 20-year low. Well, I wonder why. Could it have anything to do with the fake news? If, if, if black and white relations have really hit a 20-year low, which I don't believe they have, but if they have, I wonder why. We don't want fake news. Because of the fake news. But guess when it started? If you're saying that race relations have not been this bad in 20 years, well, let's go back to the beginning of it. Tw 2007. Barack Hussein Obama... 
Uh, I believe we need hope and change. Uh, me, 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 me. Me and Michelle, we, uh, uh, we believe in family. And we believe that all people are created equal. And we believe that uh, there is white privilege out there. And uh, me, 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 my husband, I mean, my wife, my, my Michelle and I, we, we, uh, we think we can get rid of that. A little bit of hope and change. That's where it started, folks. Race relations started under, I mean, race relation destruction and divide started in 2007 when Barack Hussein Obama jumped on the screen as the Democrats' lord and savior. And that's when it started breaking down into mainstream media. The your CNN, your fake news. They ate it. They ate it up. They couldn't get enough. They were they were like dirty dish rags soaking up all of Obama's rhetoric and squeezing it out every chance they could get and causing people to have problems. You don't think you don't think that you don't think that the public just woke up one day and said, you know what? Let's go back to racism. That was fun. Let's just go back to racism. I mean, we're all getting along right now. Black people, white people, brown people, uh, Asians. I don't know if you can say yellow anymore. I'm not sure. But we're all getting along, right? All oh, people are getting along. But you know what? Darn it. Let's, let's just go back to good old-fashioned racism. That didn't happen. It happened because the media told different groups of people that other groups of people hated them and then pushed it and 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 pushed it, and pushed it until race relations became at a 20-year low, if they even are. But, a lot of people don't know this about me, and if they did, some people would probably make fun of me about it, because it's either I get great remarks about it, or I get bad remarks about it. And I have a tattoo right here. I don't know if you can see this. See that tattoo right there? A lot of people don't know what that, who, that, who that is on my arm. I'm going to show you who it is right now. You ready? Who remembers this? It doesn't matter if you're black or white. Remember that? Remember that good old song? Remember when music was fun? Remember when music brought people together? Remember that song? It don't matter if you're black or white. Like I said, I'm either going to get hate or love for this. I'm going to get one of the two, right? But you can't tell me. So that song came out, I don't think it came out in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. And after that, race relations were like, Everybody was happy. Everybody loved it. Everybody was good. Things were great. We all loved each other. And then all of a sudden, we just woke up one day and said, you know what? Let's go back to that racism. No, 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 no. Racism happened because of Barack Obama and the fake news mainstream media causing it to happen. Because the only way to take down America was from the inside out. Just like Rome caused divide. And when you cause divide, see, Rome ended up breaking up into separate, like, they have basically had separate presidents, right? Like, if we're looking at it in a, in, a, in, a, in a situation where you would have presidents, that's what they basically did. They split up and had different rulers. And what do we have right now? Two presidents. We actually only have one president, but you get what I'm saying. The only way to take this country down was from within. So, 
And the man in the mirror, exactly. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Oh, I'm asking him to change his ways. Yeah, and no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make the change. Man, music was good, wasn't it? Now you got me all wanting to dance and stuff. All right, moving on. We got one more dumb, dumb award to give away. So let's go ahead and cue that dumb, dumb music. The dum-dum of the day is going to go to House Democrats. Why? Well, here we go. Last night, the House Democrats voted down a bill by a vote of 216 to 207 that would have released and declassified all the information that the federal government had on the origin of the COVID-19 virus. And um, it all points to Wuhan, by the way. So we had an opportunity last night, Congress had an opportunity last night to declassify and to release all the information to the American public on the origin of the coronavirus. And it was voted down by your House Democrats, 216 to 207. Why don't they want that information out? Ask any rational person who, who, who has a brain, why would they vote down a bill that would release the information of where the COVID-19 virus came from? So I wrote down a few things because I, didn't want to make I wanted to make sure I got it out. Why don't the Democrats want this getting out? I can tell you why. Because it would, it would end their never-ending agenda to control us, to take away more of our freedoms, and to pass trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that we don't have putting our future in peril and inflation going through the roof right now. Okay? Now, here's the funny thing, is they sure do want to make it possible for you to be able to sue a gun manufacturer if somebody gets shot by a gun that happened to be manufactured by an American company. Let's say Remington. Let's talk about Remington for a minute. Let's say it was Remington who made a gun. All right, and some crazy person out there got their hands on a gun and shot somebody. Guess what? In some states now, like New York, they're making it so you can sue the gun manufacturer, even though the gun manufacturer did nothing wrong. So you're going to sue an American company for something that they didn't do wrong because their product ended up killing people. Where does it go from there? Fords, Chevys, cars, hammers. See what I'm saying? However, the Democrats want to be able to hold people accountable like that, but they don't want to hold people accountable who are not Americans who did release a virus that killed 4 million people around the world and destroyed Western civilization. They don't care about that. Don't want to hold them people accountable, even though that's <laughs> the ultimate killing weapon, but yet inside our country they want to hold the people accountable who make guns. Tell me that ain't stupid. That's just straight up stupid. I don't care who you are. I won't even debate you. I'll just call you straight up stupid, wish you a happy good day, God bless you, and leave. I will not even entertain having that conversation with somebody. It is the most stupid, dumb, hypocritical thing I've ever heard in my life and proves to me right then and there, and I've known it all along anyway, but this is further proof that the Democrats are all about the CCP and they hate America. Boom. That's what it, that's what it proves to me. All right, we're going to call somebody real quick here. So um, hang tight. We've had him on the show before, but I'm going to call him by phone. And his name is David Shostokas. So we're going to call David real quick because David has something to tell you that I think you'll all like to hear. So let me give him, let me, we're going to call him on the phone and put him on speakerphone. 
I didn't have time to set things up to bring him on. I just talked to him right before the show. Okay. Let's call David real quick. Constitutional attorney. Let's give him a call, shall we? Hello, Mr. Shostokis. It's Jeremy Harrell, live from America. How you doing, friend? I'm okay, pal. Hey. I'm okay, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How you, uh, you, you said something about uh, you've been laid up or something. You okay? Everything all right? Yeah, everything's, everything's coming along, Jerry. I, uh, had a, uh, I had a hernia repair that I put off for, uh, oh, I don't know, about a year and a half. And it was kind of, kind of gross. I had intestines in my testicles, you know, so... Uh, yeah, no, TMI. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> I called you for some constitutional stuff, not some biological stuff there, buddy. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. All right, so... No, my constitution's fine. Okay, okay, good. All right, so let me ask you this. Um, I, uh, I noticed some uh, a story that the Gateway Pundit did that you were involved in. Yeah. And right. we have this big controversy right now is, is there constitutional, is there a constitutional way for President Trump to be put back in office if there was fraud to be shown? And I know that there's that, that rhetoric going around that fraud vitiates everything and people are pointing to Supreme Court uh, rulings where, where, where that's talked about. I get that. But this, we're going to take this to a, an entirely different level. We're going to, we're going to shoot this back to the state legislation. Okay. Now, we know that Rudy and we know that Jenna and other uh, people that were in um, President Trump's legal team were going around state to state educating, if you, for lack of a better word, educating state legislature on the power that they actually had. Now, why a lot of them didn't know this was beyond me, but I get it. We I was part of that. Uh, I was part of that, Jerry. So you were part of that. Okay. So yeah. what, what I want you to tell... Uh, the viewers that are watching, and by the way, you're live, and, and people have seen you here before, so they know who you are. Um, I, w- I would like you to tell um, uh, the viewers here how it would have to happen that state legislatures decertifying an already certified vote for Joe Biden. How would that go about? Sure. Sure. But, uh, it's not that, uh, it's, it's really, strangely enough, not that complicated because of the plenary power that the uh, legislatures have. And, it's up to and uh, hold on, Dave, uh, Dave, can you, uh, Dave, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do have you on speakerphone. Can you speak up just a little bit? Are we, are we on air now? Yes, you're on air right now. Oh, okay. Well, then, hello, everybody. <laughs> That's, I probably should have told you that before you started talking about your, your private parts. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Exactly. <laughs> I, I did not know that I was, uh, I was live. That's not the... Uh, Article 2, uh, Section 1, 
of the Constitution. And legislatures have that and have the power and the authority to set the uh, set the parameters for choosing electors. And if in fact the electors that were sent to Washington were not chosen pursuant to uh, Arizona state law, they were they were chosen unconstitutionally. Okay, so what that means, uh, what that would mean if there's such a finding, is that. Nothing that happens on December 8th, which they call the safe harbor date in the Electoral Accounting Act. Nothing that happens on December 12th, which is when the electors uh, met their various state capitals to cast their votes. Nothing that happens on January 6th. Nothing that happens on January 20th. If, in fact, the, everything was illegal on November the 3rd, none of the rest of that can operate to make those things legal. Right, okay. right. So how would so how would the state legislatures go about making that change? What would they have to do? Do they have to work in tandem? Can it be one? Can it be the other? Senate or House? How does that have to work? Okay, the Constitution, again, says the legislatures of the states. The legislature includes both houses of the legislature. It includes the Senate and the House uh, as it comes to Arizona. For, as a side note, Nebraska is the only state that has what they call a unicameral legislature. Nebraska only has one house. They don't have a they don't have a Senate and a, and a House of Representatives. All the other states do. So when it comes to uh, Arizona, which has both houses, it would take action by both houses to pass a joint re- resolution to adopt a joint resolution that is uh, adopted by both the Arizona Senate and the Arizona House that does two things. The resolution in the first place has to make one a finding that the electors in Arizona were chosen contrary to state law. Then I add the, the fraud and everything else. The fact is that the numbers; those are those are things that have to be done, no doubt, to uh, uh, educate the general public and have the general public be comfortable with the action of the legislature. But the legislature's power is such under the Constitution that all they have to do is find that the election was conducted uh, contrary or not in conformance with the laws of the state of Arizona and not conducted in such a fashion that the uh, election results were unreliable. Now, they're going for much more than that, and they're going for much more than that because, uh, of course, uh, of political considerations. The legal bar is much lower than the political bar. But if they pass a resolution saying that those uh, that those electors were chosen unconstitutionally, that is, not according to Arizona law, therefore not according to uh, Article 2, Section uh, Section 1 of the Constitution, then they can add, then the Arizona State Legislature will say uh, that they can essentially recall those votes because those votes were illegally cast in the first place. The electoral votes were referred to, and the legislature at that juncture would have the authority itself to, in fact, replace those votes. They could they could they could recall those votes, uh, in which case they simply don't count. They give up Arizona's votes, or they can now send uh, send notice of a different set of electors. Now, should Arizona do that, and uh, Georgia and Pennsylvania, that is enough to change uh, to bring the uh, under 270. Okay, now here's my now here's my question, Dave. Here's my question: um, Does that does that only take a majority 
in the House and the in the State House and the State Senate in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona? Does it only take a majority uh, of 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 elected officials to pass that resolution, or is it like uh, like a filibuster situation where they'd need two thirds? No, uh, it's, it's a simple majority of the uh, of the legislature, uh, typically, and. This is what, what gets people uh, messed up, too, Jeremy, is that, uh, of course, this is not a process that's built into the uh, state constitutions, okay? But it is a power given to the states by the federal constitution. And of course, there's something called the Supremacy Clause that, in fact, says, you know, the uh, federal constitution, where it's in conflict with the state constitutions, the federal constitution uh, uh, rules. And so... Uh, this power is given by the federal constitution, and consequently, there is nothing the state constitutions can do to diminish that power or that authority. But it does require, because it speaks of the legislature, it requires both houses to be in agreement on the same subject to pass what would be a joint resolution where they say that it was unconstitutional and that uh, they are replacing these, uh, they're replacing those electors. So let me... This goes back to... This goes back to this goes back to just one other thing. We now have a kind of a back-to-the-future uh, Doc Brown situation uh, because if, in fact, there were enough of, enough of those to bring Biden under 270, perhaps put Trump over 270, then in that circumstance, the Joe Biden administration, as a matter of law, would never have existed. It's sort of like, like I said, if, if you think about that, Back to the Future, Doc Brown goes to the future, he changes it, and then all of a sudden, all the documents in the present day are, are right, right, change. right. You know, it, 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 that's kind of how to get a grasp on this. Uh, on this thing. So uh, I, I see I see a lot of people saying that Jenna was wrong. No, Jenna wasn't wrong. Jenna was actually right. There is no constitutional clause that says if we found out that somebody was, you know, uh, elected wrong, we that, then they're automatically out and the other person's in. So Jenna wasn't wrong there. She was actually right. But what we're talking about is something completely different. What we're talking about, folks, is the electors that were cast so even though there's not a clear clause to put somebody in that rightfully was in, you still have the entire thing of fraud and, and, and if the electors were illegally sent. And fraud does vitiate everything. So we're talking about electors that were sent by fraudulent certification that can be pulled back if both houses in these states agree that that's what they want to do and they only mean a major majority. Now, I don't have a lot of time, Dave. I do got to go. But I would like you to answer one question for me. And this is an opinion question. What do you think the likelihood, uh, uh, give me a percentage here, the likelihood of all three of these states doing this knowing that we have a majority of Republicans in each one of these states in both the House and the Senate? What do you think, sir, the chances of that happening are? Jeez, uh, Jeremy, the chances of that happening, that uh, now becomes a political question uh, for each, uh, each legislator to uh, say in his heart, is this enough evidence for me to vote to call these guys back? You know, and uh, I think that, I think the percentages are better than 50-50. So do I. I think they're better than 50-50. As I mentioned at the outset, I did uh, testify in uh, Pennsylvania, and I, I was uh, in the meetings with the Pennsylvania senators before and after the hearings. And uh, which, when people ask me about why something has taken so long, it's because, as we talked about, 
these uh, legislatures didn't need legislators and didn't even have any idea that they had this power or this authority. Right. And so it's been it's been a function of educating them, and then once those folks are educated, it's now a function of uh, educating the American people. And then uh, if there's a, if there's the evidence uh, to uh, to support uh, what these guys uh, you know decide to do. Uh, but the evidence has to be enough for them to support it politically. Legally, there's plenty of evidence already. You know, legally, there's plenty of evidence already. But I, the, the, what is going on is they're trying to um, build the uh, consensus to uh, make sure that the American people understand. What yeah, is going yeah, on. and that's why we need to get these forensic audits done because everybody knows there was fraud, right? It's about educating the American public so that when these legislators actually do this, um, that there's enough support behind them to do it because they know it's going to follow, right? Burning in the streets is going to follow, right? That's why that's why the Supreme Court didn't want to take it up because they didn't want to be the ones that were, you know. Uh, responsible for the burning in the streets, but guess what? If that's what happens, then that's what happens. Because I'd rather have truth than live a lie, you know? Oh, no, absolutely. The country doesn't exist. If there is not something done about this, the country does not exist. Right. Uh, you know, there is because we're built upon uh, the consent of the governed. And the only way that we've, over the years, determined what the consent of the governed is, is by elections. And if the elections don't count. If the elections are not accurate, if the elections are fraudulent, if the elections are stolen, then consequently, the, the whole basis, the whole underpinning, the whole uh, legal philosophy, you name it, for the United States simply ceases to exist. And we do not have the United States of America any longer. Right. Well, Dave, hey, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your personal medical history with us. Don't worry, HIPAA will protect you. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's always nice to have you on, my friend. And uh, I will talk to you a little bit. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. I'm going to give you a holler about what we talked about uh, on the bus in Illinois. And um, and we'll go forward yeah. from there. And I hope to see you soon, my friend. I'd like to get you back on the bus with us at some point. Uh, well, I'd love to get back on the bus. If they're having another tour someplace and I can... Uh make a contribution, I would love the opportunity. I just have such a great time with you guys, and when you get meet so many wonderful people while we're out there, uh, it's uh, both invigorating and, uh, uh, you know, energizing for those of us that are on the bus, you know, as much as it is for them. Hey, I think I think I got a new nickname for you. I think I'm going to call you my nutty buddy from now on. <laughs> I cannot believe it. You know, yeah, I, it's, it's, not a, it's a nut. That's the that's the beauty. All right, brother. Hey, thank you very much. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. See you later. <laughs> and that was my nutty buddy, folks. I did tell him that we're on live. I did tell him in the beginning. He must not just, he just probably didn't hear me. All right, folks, thank you very much. I got to run. I'm taking my other two daughters on a daddy-daughter date tonight, and I'm going to be late for the movie, so God bless you. Remember, there are right ways, and there are wrong ways, and there is only one Yahweh. I'm sorry. So keep your, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you... 
are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. I'll see you at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Make sure you check out JeremyHarrell.com. Uh, put in the promo code LFA on MyPillow.com <laughs> and get yourself a big discount.